From SLB Radio in Pittsburgh, Youth Express, the nation's first 24-7 radio station devoted to youth writing, music, and conversation. I don't know why some people look down on people who either give up on college or never go in the first place. There are people that just hate you because of your race or ethnicity, but we are definitely making progress. She's hungry for everything, the life within, trying to find her way around again. Looking and searching is what she's doing. So I followed my brother down to the riverbank, and we donned our skates. While Lev hurried, I tarried. While Lev trudged through the slush, I caught a flake on my tongue. My parents are from Bhutan. They migrated to Nepal, and I born there, and I moved here in the U.S. So it's a long journey to get here. On today's episode, high school students honored in a writing competition read their original stories. But first, teens from throughout Pennsylvania talk about the importance of social-emotional learning. Hi, my name is Christine. I am 16 years old. Hi, my name is David. I'm 17 years old. Hi, my name is Araya. I'm 15 years old. Hi, my name is DeAndre. I'm 17 years old. To me, social-emotional learning. Social-emotional learning, to me, basically, is just how you carry yourself out in the social world. Having the ability to control how you're feeling or thinking about certain topics and keeping yourself aware in how you're feeling and what you're thinking. How you interact with other people. Through living life, you're going to interact with others who may or may not have the same opinion as you, so you need to make sure that you're able to control your emotions and how you feel. I think this dives deeper into improving yourself. Because when you go into the future using those skills, you already have your requirements for yourself. You already set standards for yourself. SLE skills are important because you just need them to, you know, get through life. You, you always have to talk to people and you always have to get conversations and make new bonds with people. So it's important because it's just a way of life. Honestly, all these skills, they can help you to a point in which it allows you to deeply focus in on yourself and reflect while at the same time giving an output that helps the many people around you. One SEL career ready skill that I'm really good at is self-management because I discipline myself very often in order to improve what I'm already good at. I'm also really good at managing my stress at certain times. One way I do this is listening to music and talking with other people about my behavior. SEL skills that I'm really good at are self-awareness and social awareness. One skill that I want to learn is like, you know, even though I like talking to people, you know, sometimes I get shy. So I just want to, you know, work on my shyness. My skill that I'm hoping to improve is my self-awareness because at certain times I can get emotional and I need to learn to ease it and control my emotions, which is something that many people go through. But I feel like this is a bigger scale of what I can actually improve on. If we are able to show people why SEL skills are important and how it can impact you in the future, it will make a really great change. Grace Fritch, a junior at North Allegheny Senior High, 
Natalie Cohen, a senior at Commonwealth Charter Academy, and Leo Ricard, a freshman at Shadyside Academy, with original writing honored by the Western Pennsylvania Scholastic Writers' Competition. Lucy ran, splashing in the mud and the puddles as she went, after the old car. She ran past the small houses and the wash station that billowed with steam. She ran as fast as she could. I have to catch that car. I cannot let Papa's car get too far away. If that car gets away from me, Lucy's thoughts trailed off. She could not think about how terrible it would be if she did not catch the car. I have to stop it. I just have to. Papa, Papa, she shouted as she ran. Wait, Papa, don't. Lucy slipped, but she did not let that stop her. She was covered in mud and dirty rainwater, but she did not care. No, Papa, don't leave. What will I do? Wait, Papa, wait for... Lucy sighed as the car pulled too far away for her to catch it. She slowly came to a stop, still panting. She plopped down on the ground, more mud and dirty water splashing up on her dress. As the putt-putt-putt of the car's motor faded into the distance, she did not care how dirty her dress had gotten. She did not care that it was probably ruined. She tried to keep from crying, but she could not hold back the tears. Lucy sobbed loudly, not able to control herself. Why did Papa have to leave, Lucy thought. Does he not love the memories of Mama and I anymore? Thoughts of Mama now flooded Lucy's mind. How she missed Mama. It had been a year since pneumonia had taken Mama's life. But it still felt like just yesterday Lucy had come inside to the terrible news. Then, all of a sudden, Lucy realized she was now alone. No, not alone. She still had Caleb. Caleb was Lucy's big brother. He was almost 14 years old. To Lucy, however, it felt like he was never home anymore. Caleb was an apprentice to an old blacksmith and spent most of his time at the forge. Lucy quickly wiped away her tears as Becky, the maid who worked at the wash station, approached her. The story actually came about uh, last year at the end of my AP language course, we had a creative writing unit. Every week we would get these prompts. So the prompt that I got one week was the writer. We had to write something creative, of course, surrounded around that prompt. So that's kind of where this idea came from. But yeah, once I got this idea, I kind of ran with it and I really enjoyed writing it. So this is the ghostwriter. Hello, can you hear me? Or rather, can you see me? You are reading this, after all. At least, I hope you are. I pray you are. There's not much time. There's not much space. I'm trapped here. I suppose you question where here is. To tell you the truth, I'm not quite sure. It is unlike anywhere I, and I suspect the rest of humankind, has ever been. It is dark and it is cold. You might be thinking to yourself, perhaps you are in a cave. But I am not. I know I am not. The darkness. It is unlike anything I have ever experienced. It is blacker than anything that could exist on planet Earth, even blacker than the farthest recesses of the universe. I should know. I was an astronaut once. I was many things once, actually. An accountant, a private investigator, a real estate agent, a zookeeper, a forest ranger, an artist, a singer, a museum curator, a firefighter, a police officer, a doctor, a governor, a lawyer, an architect, a chef, a lover, a cheater, a liar, a murderer, but most of all, a writer. 
I basically wrote this to be as sarcastic as I possibly could. There's all those guides on the internet that is like, how to write better and stuff like that. You see them and you're like, okay, I, I want to see those. This is probably a great tip. And then you open it up and it's just like, you can write better by writing. There's no content in them whatsoever. The thing about creative writing is that you have complete free will throughout the entire process. You are able to roam about the endless expanse of your imagination and collect the finest of its golden produce. Your only job is to translate these on the paper and refine that into your masterpiece. We'll need an example from this point onward so you can have an unclear idea of what's eventually going to be a big disaster that depletes your creative spirit by even looking directly at it. To save some of the time we're saving for bigger wastes later, let's say our title character is Charlie Charlison a sweet little boy who needs to save Santa Claus and bring the Christmas spirit back to the world. Starting off with several openings in a wide variety of tones, swap between an angsty, action-packing monologue and a direct rip-off of the night before Christmas poem for several minutes, before eventually switching to a completely different tone. The best place to start is a voice you've never written in before and you usually haven't read. So stumbling through that will take some energy, but you've got a nice end product that probably reads like a quote from the Bible. And the doubters and sinners looked on as their gifts were the blackest of coals as they had questioned Santa. And going from here is tricky, since you can take this in a few different ways. You can abandon the project, go back to the very beginning, and have a larger chance of creating a better work as a whole. Or you can heroically stick to your idea as it takes on water, slowly sinks into the ocean of abyss, and as a romance drama film written about the disaster almost a century later. If you want to stick to option one, please go back to the beginning of this document and start over. We're not here to be quitters. We're here to have a failed project first and then quit after we realize there's absolutely nothing left to compare to the story. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Youth Express. Youth Express is made possible with support from the Henry L. Hillman Foundation, the Pittsburgh Penguins Foundation, and the 33 Foundation, and was produced by SLB Radio Productions. Learn more at youthexpress.org. Youth Express. Catch the future.